he's alive. Hang on a sec. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> Don't do it, Chris. Don't oh, punch the ceiling, Chris. I swear to God. Oh, Ness, no. He's oh, no, going gonna... to punch the ceiling. Don't punch he's it. He's going to do it. It's not going to do anything. And his hand's going to go through the roof, and he's not going to expect that you watch. Oh, my God. Don't do that. <laughs> You're not scaring him. Why not? Because that's not how this works. You stopped for like 45 minutes earlier. I'm buying this <laughs> where he eats us out of house and home, literally. It's not, that's not how that's animals not how and eddicks work. Works, <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. Let's continue. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Shiny Psyduck, Mamoswine is on the way, a slow news week, and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the GoCast podcast. It is January 26th, 2019. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I'm joined by Ness. Hello. And Kyle. Hiya. All three of us are here, and uh, we're, we're excited to uh, talk about, you know, the little la- last little leg here of January as we wrap it up. Where has the time gone? I don't know. I feel like we were just climbing through snowdrifts, catching Phoebus. The other day, oh, we were. That was that was yeah, not that just long ago. A few days ago. That was yeah. actually just last week. Yep. Wow, it feels like it just happened, but also a lifetime ago. Well, it's snowing outside right now, so mm, reminiscent. Yeah, it's going to keep bringing, snowing this weekend, bringing yeah. the memories back. Man. All right. Well, before we get started here, I did want to say thanks to all of our patrons that help support this show. And if you guys are interested in helping become a patron on the show and help out for just one dollar a month, you can be part of our awesome Discord filled with fantastic folks the three of us are in there all the time lots of close friends lots of people we've met through the show it's it's a good it's a good time all setting goals help each other out answer questions do the thing let's get to um let's get to you know the first thing we always do here which is do a little bit of weekly review mm-hmm. and uh, compare and contrast with maybe some goals we set uh, that might have been a little bit too overreaching lofty? huh were they lofty? They might have been a little bit lofty. Ness, you want to go first? You ready? Lofty. I you don't just... remember what any of my goals I know, are I, that, ever. That look you gave me, like, uh-oh, was it? I don't remember what it like, was. I don't know if you know something that I don't. Like, I don't, Do you actually. remember what my goals were? No, my, my general approach to life is I don't know anything. Oh, good. Yeah, so... Very Socratic of you. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for... I, I did study that. So I know. Here we go. All right. Ness, you're first. Mm-hmm. So your goals were get 300,000 experience... Yes, that happened. Hey, congratulations. Thank okay. you. Thank Did you. you get any uh, shiny Groudon or Kyogres this week? No. Did you do any of those raids? I don't think so. Neither did I, so no. that's fine. <laughs> did you catch a Cubone? Yes. Yes, I did. You did? And I did. Why was that important? Because I'm still getting through the Meltan quest. I have one more thing to do. What are you waiting on? What, what are you on? I, I just have to catch two Omanite or Kabuto. Oh. That's ah, all that I'm man. waiting on right now. Yeah, that might be a little bit rough until the Hoenn celebration is finished here. I know. Yeah. But that's the last thing. There's a field research. Yeah. Win a level three raid or higher for an Ammonite. Mm-hmm. And I then it's catch the 10 time. ice Pokemon is the other yeah. one. Forget that one. That's that's ridiculous. That's a pretty crazy I mean, I already right have my Melmetal, so it's not super important. It's just completion grade at this point in time. Yeah, that's fair. 
It's but it's personal. You it know what is. I mean? I need to. <laughs> You're taking it, it needs personally. to be done. All right. I'm so, a completionist. No shiny ground on a Kyogre. No. How did your week go? Anything interesting happen? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you want to take a minute and reflect? I don't know. Like I, ob- I obviously do not remember much of what my Pokemon week looked like. I'm looking through my Pokedex to see if I can. Have you caught anything notable and just? Oh, not I got the Spinda. I got Spinda five. Oh, I'm very jealous hey, about that. By the nice. way, it was nerve wracking the entire time because it's the uh, make five great throws, make five great curveball throws in a row. That's the quest. It's a tough yeah. one yeah. for spin to five. It's asking a lot out of one field research. I started that. I got that field research. I started it around 3 a.m. One of the nights that I couldn't sleep and I was just like floating around the house. I was watching the spawns come up because we're at a spawn point at our house currently. And I got through, I think, three of them around 3 a.m. A little bit later, I got another one. And I think I finished the other one on the train. And it was just it. just watching. You got time to do that on the watching train. Watching the meter. I can't believe I would have I would have lost it. I would have gotten to three and then mm-hmm. started to get really self conscious and just miss time, time, time and again. <laughs> See, Awful. I'm good. I'm very good at the great throws. I cannot do excellent throws for my life, but well, I almost I almost me. do always yeah. great throws. So yeah. it was okay. Nope, I just it. thought I was just gonna biff it though. Absolutely. Anything else interesting to happen uh, in the week? No. Spin to five? I got spin to five. I think that's about it. That's quite the trophy. So that's about it. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right, Kyle. You know what that means? Yeah. It's your turn. Level thirty-eight. Did you do it? No, I didn't. I didn't get How to do it. How close? The um, aren't you um, like right there? I'm yeah. a hundred thousand away right now. What uh, are you doing? Go roll around in the snow outside. I'm like two days away from a best friend, and they didn't send me gifts every day. Don't wait on them. Look, it's you are it's like it's negative so ten close. degrees outside. Do you know where Thank they live? You. Drive to their house. <laughs> Two no, days in a row in Massachusetts. I, well, well, good. You know where they live then. <laughs> go drive there. to Massachusetts. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle. Can, it's worth the hike. Or maybe just give them a phone call. Okay. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, All right. Well, so 38. That didn't happen. Yeah. It's close. Did you uh, get to 50K on your adventure sink? No. No. Okay. Great. Uh, did you catch a shiny Groudon? I did. Yay! About, you did! About three hours before the show, roughly. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I saw that. He posted it in our Discord. I didn't see it. He did. Yeah. I was, nope. He Mm-mm. did. I was, I, was, not aware. I was super excited. Me and my girlfriend were just going out. There was someone setting up two raids back to back, and we're like, all right, yeah, let's go. First one was shiny, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> Great, we can go home. Yeah. <laughs> Is it any good, though? Uh, I actually haven't checked it. You know what? So hang on. I'll okay. check it. Live. All right. We'll do it live. Oh, wait, no, I, I did check it. I've just forgotten. It was an okay. 86%. So. Hey, that's not bad. There you go. Yeah. Smack I'll down all that bell I curve, just, I think. I wanted the shiny, so I'm really happy about that. Hey, that's a good Everybody a good wants the spot. shiny. Everybody does. Kyle, did you do anything else interesting this week besides that? Well, I finished my weekly field research, and I got another Zapdos. So How many is that now? That How many Zapdos are you up to? for six. Yikes. Wow. And the other two were a Suicune and a Ho-Oh. So I still need a Lugia, which is the only one I didn't have of the six or seven or whatever it was. Hey, well, you've got an entire another month of trying. So don't worry. worry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Other than that, that's that's probably the most noteworthy thing of my week. Did some more. Oh, I hatched another Chingling. So I've gotten two now out of like 20 eggs. Okay. It's pretty good luck. From what I've heard. I still have not hatched one. I haven't even hatched a Riolu. Mm. 
I can't hatch anything good. I just get togepies. Sorry. All the time. <laughs> Togapalooza. <laughs> I'll trade you a togepi for a chingling, Kyle. I don't know if that's worth it. I'll trade you all of my togepi <laughs> for like a chingling. It's like one candy. <laughs> I need like 30 something. Well, yeah. I could probably do that for you. I'm farming togepi over here. so Unintentionally. I still need Munchlax and Mantine from the, the babies for this generation. I also have Munchlax. Wow. Come on, Kyle. We give might, in. We might yeah, make something it. happen then. All <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I've got an army of Munchlax. Dude, I've got like seven. Stop ruining <laughs> this for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ness, Ness has the monopoly on Munchlax traits. I do right so now. So if you're into Munchlax, I guess, to talk to her. You have a chingling. That's true, I do. You selfish man. I was just going to give him Munchlax, <laughs> but here we go. That's fine. All right, this you guys ready to hear about my failure as normal? All right, cool. Let's Me too. All right, shiny Groudon. <laughs> I didn't even see one this week, so whatever. Um, and, and then Hatch and Absol was my creative goal. And you know what I did? I hatched them all while, so... <laughs> <laughs> Close enough, right? You still got like the one in one hundred chance. Yeah, I don't. You just think, got the wrong one. I don't know what the chance is on it. I don't know if it's one in one hundred, but it feels like it. Super and, low. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But as far as interesting things that happened this week, I did walk and evolve one of my one hundred percent Phoebus into a mm-hmm. uh, Milotic, and it's pretty cool. I need to max it out, but I, I have it stalled at twenty four ninety because I'm not sure if I want to use it for Ultra League or not. Okay. But considering the fact that all the competitive cups are all 1500 as of right now i see no reason to do that doesn't even matter i mean i have a second 100 when i'm saving so i could evolve that one but the collector in me is like no for the living decks have the 100 version of each evolution if you have the opportunity keep it like that because that's outrageous and stupid yes and i'm all about that we know that so yeah i did do that i'm almost i'm almost done walking my second Phoebus, the shiny one, he is only five kilometers away right now. So I'm doing a lot of walking for sure. Hatched 45 eggs this week. Wow. Nothing great. Let me tell you. It's no a lot of shinies. Eggs. It's a lot of eggs. No shinies this week. Nothing. Just a bunch of stardust, which is fine, I guess. But whatever. Let's move on to the news. All right, so the news section this week's going to be kind of short because there's not a lot going on. Not much. But what there is going on is worth talking about. So actually, why don't we get like the commonplace stuff out of the way first? Although I know Kyle is chomping the bit to talk about a certain something. Kyle has feelings. But hang on. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> so the Safari Zone is going on right now. This weekend it went from the 25th through the 27th. We're recording on the 26th. So tomorrow will be the last day. Blah, blah, blah. All right. It's great. Safari Zone. It's in Brazil. It's in Porto Alegre. We talked about this before, but just a quick refresher. The feature Pokemon for this event that's happening right now for Brazil's first event, Relicanth, made a really great appearance. Normally it's relegated to New Zealand. So this is fantastic. It gets to go mm-hmm. somewhere else and you've got a chance to grab it that's fantastic psyduck is spawning globally uh and it's shiny it apparently has increased shiny chances lots of people are grabbing them i've only seen 20 psyduck today none of them were shiny so i don't know people are saying it's similar to pincer rates i haven't seen it yet uh, have you guys I seen think, a shiny psyduck mm, no no i think people are saying it's more like one in 75 which is still okay. a lot better but so I, they're out there i clicked on a few psyduck today i didn't see anything interesting but. Yeah, yeah. Every single time I click on one, it's not shiny. I feel like Misty from the anime, just getting really fresh and just, oh, Psyduck! You know, it needs to be shiny for it to make me proud. 
See, this wow. is, see, look, that's perfect because that's going to play into the discussion a little bit later. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. But uh, the other featured Pokemon are Bagon, Turtwig, Chimchar, Piplup. And then we didn't know this before, but now we know that Unown are there and they're spelling out all the letters in Porto Alegre. I think that's, was it seven or nine characters, something like that? That's pretty good. So if you're there, good for you. There's other features, special Pokestops, team lounges, merch, and stuff like that. But that's happening this weekend. And through this weekend, you should see that increased Psyduck spawn rate in your areas. It should be ending sometime on the 27th, so that's tomorrow. So it's probably finished by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, But hopefully, you had some excellent Psyduck luck over this entire weekend. Psyluck? Psyluck. Psyluck. Hmm... I like how all of us had to feel that out to see if it was yeah I, okay. But normally, normally you would follow up with like a different version of it, but there is no there's nothing else alternative version. So we just have to settle for that mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. Speaking, Duck luck. Speaking of settling for something, I'm just kidding. I'm actually really excited about this event. But we now know what next month's community day is going to be, and this one looks similar to previous community days we had before, but. There are some very specific nuances that make this one wildly different from the other communities we've had before. So, featured Pokemon is... It's Swine Up. Nobody saw that coming. What the heck? Come on. Yeah, that kind (laughs) of... It's weird, right? It kind of came out of nowhere. It it could be Ralts. But... Could be anything. But... But okay, I'm listening. You have this, my attention. This is the year of the pig. Yeah, it is. So yes. a lot of folks were saying around New Year's that we would probably get mammoth swine for New Year sometime around January, February. So I was kind of anticipating that. Okay. It wasn't like top of my radar, but because of the whole year of the pig thing, I kind of thought about it. I think the reason that it wasn't initially at the forefront of everybody's mind was that it, it has a Sinnoh stone evolution and mm-hmm. we have an expectation of those evolutions being released as a group. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a second here with the whole mammoth swine thing. Let me just get through these details really quick, and then we'll go back and we'll ask everybody's thoughts on it, because I know Kyle has some things he wants to share. Kyle has feelings. We don't know what the exclusive move is going to be yet. Swine up when evolved to pillow swine, and then when used for first time ever into mammoth swine during this event and up to one hour after. We'll learn an exclusive move. We don't know what it is. You can speculate all you want, but we don't know what it is. But we're hoping. We're hoping... It's an ice move because if it's an ice move, that would make Mammoth Swine like the de facto ice attacker in this game, without a doubt. When is it happening? Well, in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and India, it's happening on February 16th, normal times, so 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. UTC. In the Americas and Greenland, it's happening on February 16th, 11 to 2 PST. Asian Pacific, it is February 17th from noon to 3 JST. So it's your normal community day times. So nothing crazy there. Features and bonuses include increased swine up spawns. Thank God. That'd be frustrating if we didn't have those. <laughs> Three hour lure modules. Uh, just Good. a reminder. Good. Those only count if you throw those things on there after the event starts. Mm-hmm. We have to yeah. remind people this every single event. <laughs> we see yep. one going before we're like, ooh, those are going to run out and they do. So Yeah, but somebody catches it within like seconds of yeah, it. Like we are watching for them to go up so we can claim it as yeah. ours. It's not a big deal. No. But it's just like something like oh, rest in peace that wasted that lure. 30 hour or 30 I mean, hour well. 30 hour wow. <laughs> 30 <laughs> minute lure. It could have been so much more. You know, I mean, just wasted potential. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's three times catch Stardust, which is rad. So that means with the star piece, yeah. 
You're going to get four and a half times catch stardust and a bunch of stuff, which is amazing, especially for swine ups. So for us out here where it's snowing, if it snows on swine up day and we're catching a million of those, they're going to be weather boosted. And that's going to be crazy amounts of stardust. I'm excited yep. for that. All right. Big feature here. Mammoth swine unlocked via Sinnoh stone evolution for the first time. Here's the thing, though, just to clear it up. It will be available after the event. It's not like you can only evolve Mammoth Swine during the event. Apparently, you get that's a special something. Move, though. Yeah, but that's a special move. But some yeah. people, based on the wording of this, mm, is like, "Oh, is it going to be? I see. Can I only evolve this during the event then, and never again?" Like, no, he's unlocked forever. It's like a shiny version, pretty much. So here's where it starts to get a little bit weird. Five rewards for PvP battles instead of three for the weekend. That's not weird. Mm, well, hang on, hang on. The verbiage Chris. is weird. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then in addition to that, earn up to five Sinnoh stones from PvP battles on community day proper. Now, we are pulling this verbiage from Pokemon Go Hub, which may have summarized what was said on the official announcement. But this is just as vague as the official announcement was, right? Sure. So, Kyle, do you want to go into this? Why was this frustrating for some people? Why was this such a weird communication from Niantic? Well, I'm going to speak for me, but I'm sure there are people who agree. For the Sinnoh Stones in particular, it just wasn't clear. It sounded like they're going to be guaranteed, but then some people asked Niantic if it's guaranteed, and they're like, no, you're just going to have the chance for five. And then, like, Two hours later, they responded again. He's like, no, no, that's not what we meant. We actually meant they're going to be guaranteed. So now we know even less than when we started in terms to me. Right, right. I think they mean that like you have to battle for them and maybe there'll be a guaranteed battle reward, PVP reward up until five. Yeah. And then after that, you're on your own. That is definitely how we hope it plays out. Yeah. But when it says earn up to five, it's just it sounds like there's a chance and that's, you know, you're already wasting time on your community day to do PvP. So I have a feeling we'll all be sitting there as the clock strikes the beginning of community day. You're like, oh, and go, go, go. we're just going to run through five PvPs as fast as we can oh, and sure, then go about our sure. community day. It says yeah. during the during the weekend. Uh, yeah. And I know that some people were like wondering, like, I don't know, do we have that to do midnight? it during the time period yeah. of the yeah. event? Like, I don't know. The general consensus, though, online is that you're going to be able to get five rewards or PvP battles instead of three each day of the weekend. So that Saturday and that Sunday, that should apply to both. But only on the day in your region for the event will you be able to earn up to five Sinnoh Stones from PvP battles. So not both days. You can get five rewards both days, but only five Sinnoh Stones are guaranteed on one day. Hmm. Which is, again, a strange wording because... You know, five rewards sounds like there's a chance for five Sinnoh Stones. But is the chance limited to three and then it's a guaranteed Stardust the other two times? You know, I know the chance for a Sinnoh Stone is so low, getting five in five battles is basically, you know, zero. Yeah. But I don't know. what. Don't that's know. why it's like no one's going to have this answer until that weekend hits. And mm. that's why it's frustrating. It's going to be too late. We're going to have to rely on Asia Pacific to let us know how it went. Yeah, again. exactly. Someone's going to take the bullet. Thank yeah. you, Asia Pacific, for always being the guinea pig. We appreciate <laughs> it. Bless you guys. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on, on Swine Up as a choice in general this community day? I mean, other than miscommunication, are we excited about this? Yeah. Do you like this being the vehicle that they use to introduce a new evolution? Okay, so that's where I'm mixed on this. And I know we had some discussion about this in our Discord about how the Gen 4 releases 
they're lacking and that they're like, oh, yeah, Gen 4 is coming out. But now it's we get a new Pokemon with each event instead of just having them kind of how we wanted. So now, like, I get it's keeping the content exciting and there's events and there's new things to do, but it's just kind of taxing, especially for the folks that don't get the chance to do the community days, It's you know, because they work on the weekends or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish that they would just let us have the things that they said they were going to let us have without having to jump through hoops sometimes. But I I feel like we kind of saw this one coming. But they also are thinking, I think, when they're designing this, that this is fun. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think think this is fun. This is exciting. We're all going to be really excited about getting our first Mammoth Swines together. And think about this. Your first time getting this Mammoth Swine could be shiny because of this event, too. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Swine Up is probably most definitely going to be shiny uh, i don't think that was ever confirmed really anywhere but it's heavily implied what are the, what does um, it look like shiny yeah, okay so shiny green? shiny it's green he looks like a little watermelon yeah i remember oh that because i did the watermelon yeah, he emoji. looks like little watermelon it's gonna be great how does shiny mammoth swine look like it's big and it's yellow also and green mammoth. well he's 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 green oh. yellow sort of like he's like the pea green uh, color he looks like a like, giant pea uh, with Groudon. tusks <laughs> He does like a big old pea with tusks <laughs> and an angry face. Uh, he's like a lima bean skier. <laughs> There's no reason for him to yeah. be like that. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Anyway, uh, uh, Kyle, what, what do you think about this event in general? So I have some very strong opinions about this. Okay. Going to be a few things to say. Number one, I think Mammoth Swine's awesome. It's mm-hmm. cool that we're finally getting him. I think Swineub is a terrible choice for Community Day. What? Okay. And I have, I have a couple okay. of reasons, but I stand by that word terrible he's not an interesting pokemon mammoth swine is interesting don't get me wrong but there's been so many events now that have had boosted swine up spawns even if he's not a common spawn in your area there's good odds if you play the game you have a lot of swine up candy and you probably have some really good iv pillow swines because he was in raids for a decent chunk of time and then if you live somewhere like where we live you just see swine up all the time they're all over the place I mentioned this a few months back when we had EV Community Day. When the Pokemon is not interesting, the day is a lot less fun because I feel a lot less inclined to click on everyone that I see. True. So I'm going to probably resort to shiny checking really shortly into the event because, you know, I probably have 500 or something swine up candy, which is on the low end for a lot of players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That part right there kind of kills it for me. But the part that really gets me is the potential precedent that this sets with them releasing a Sinnoh Stone evolution for a community day. That's just like, oh, no, another way that we're going to have to wait for this. Yeah, they're, they're not doing anything special. They're just making a Sinnoh evolution, which means this could have come out when our other Sinnoh Stone evolutions came out, when Magmortar, Electivire, Rhyperior came out. And they chose not to for you could make it malicious because they wanted to extend it. You could say they wanted to tie it with the year of the pig, which is really cool. It makes sense for this to be a community day. I just am not happy with it. Do you know what I'm saying? So if they did do it just to kind of lengthen the amount of time in this release, why is that a bad thing? I don't see how that is selfish. You know what I mean? From a company perspective, I feel like from a business perspective, yeah keeps people more interested longer so they're going to spend more money on like an event like this you know what i mean but at the same time like as a player i'm excited about something happening every few weeks or so because it keeps me engaged instead of 
really playing hardcore for like a month, getting caught up and waiting for the next generation to get launched. And that's it. The thing is, they're not actually extending anything. It's just taking from the whole. If they'd released this all at once, that one month that you played would have been better. It would have been longer than, you know, a month potentially. Whereas now this is just taking part of that and putting it somewhere else. It's sort of like the issues with taking, you know, day one DLC and that kind of stuff with other games. But, you know, you don't have to pay money for this. So it's not as egregious. You do pay money for these kinds of things, but that's with like boxes and buying eggs. Well, but like that's your choice. You don't you don't have to pay money to get Mammal Swine because they've released him later. Let Mm -hmm. me ask you this. If not Swine Up, then who else? Well, I mean, we've already talked about the two most obvious choices, so it's it's kind of yeah. silly. But Ralts even still... We've been waiting on Bagon for like six months. <laughs> also has uh, its own evolution in this generation that we haven't gotten yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten Gallade. So mm-hmm. we could use the same arguments that you're using about Swinub for Ralts, except that I suppose Ralts is a more, quote, interesting Pokemon. That is partially what I would say in response. If they just released Gallade as a Sinnoh evolution for Ralts Community Day... I still wouldn't be happy with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would be better just from an interest standpoint, you know, okay. a day of catching Ralts versus a day of catching Swinub. I think they're yeah. starting to lean towards whenever there's something new to add, having it part and parcel with some sort of event. They're no longer like, oh, by the way, now the shiny version is available. It used to be tied to overall monthly themes, and I think that still might happen. But the past month or so, everything has been tied to a very concrete daily event that meant something like the choice of that shiny meant something it was wasn't like i think a while ago we got houndour and snubble at the same time Mm -hmm. and we weren't really sure why they were dogs they were like oh look they're all dogs and that's cool but there wasn't anything happening other than i think legendary dogs were somebody in the niantic office was like i like dogs yeah let's do that it's the end of summer let's it's let's dog it up the dog days of summer are over literally let's pull the dog out of that and listen to a lot of florence and the machine and here we are let's do it (laughs) i think that's a little bit of a different thing going on compared to this because shinies are like a whole different beast because it's just a different form. It's not actually something new being added. And in terms of adding new Pokemon to the game for events, that's really cool. Like when they added, you know, the last batch of Gen 4 Pokemon all at the same time around one event, that's okay. It's when they add one new Pokemon because of the event that could have come out sooner. And that's when that kind of feels bad yeah but i would also say everything's already slow because of the sinostone evolutions right like we have to use sinostones and you have to earn them in a very specific way and that's already time gated too so that kind of adds to your point but also this kind of gives mamoswine the opportunity to have its time to shine and i think it, it deserves it based on the meta relevancy that comes with this pokemon i would disagree actually with that because mamoswine's already shined He's already had the spotlight several times without being released because we're going to talk about it a little bit later. He's going to be the best ice type in the game. Bar none. No one else mm-hmm. can compete. He's going to be bulkier. He's going to have no more damage. So everyone's already excited. Sort of like they were excited for Rhyperior and Electivire. So having to shine it brighter. This almost seems like old news is what you're saying. Yeah. Like I even okay. was reading an article on GoHub. They were talking about the community today and they're like, you know, we've already talked about Mamoswine and this and that. And so they just sent a link and then they just 
kept talking because we've been waiting for this for, I think we're on the fifth month since Gen 4 started. So, you know, it, and really, we, I thought, yeah, I really, it, really, I thought it came out in December, no, October. No, it was closer to October. Was it? I, God, I, I don't the, remember because I was I was talking on the Discord and I didn't want to be oh. wrong. It's been four months <laughs> or four and a half months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was like, we still have 30 Pokemon that need to come out. Think about that for a second. Here you go. This just came to me. Garchomp is in this generation. He would be a perfect community day to release. And that would be exciting. You know? I don't That's, even know. I, I Garchomp is. Oh, he's going to love him. He's amazing. He's like what? the pseudo pseudo dragon legendary for yeah. Gen Four. Okay. He's the okay. sort of like Tyranitar Dragonite. of this generation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Dragonite or Tyranitar. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. funnily enough, he he literally is almost like a fusion of those in spirit in a lot of ways. What was his name? Uh, Garchomp. Garchomp. Well, Chomp. Garchomp. I'm gonna his look it up. First one right. is uh, Garbite, I think. Which yeah. is hilarious. Uh, Ga- Gabite. But- Oh, Gabite. interesting. Yeah. Or Gabbit. Oh, he's yeah. That's the little one. He looks big just, and flappy. It looks just like his. It's it's his head. He looks like that's a it. shark. He's a little dinosaur with little missiles on him. He's great. Uh, it's a really great Pokemon. Anyway, he's hey, a shark with missiles on his head. Speaking of great, let's keep the conversation rolling about <laughs> pigs and stuff and going to gear up. So, on a more positive note for Swine of Community Day, going to talk a little bit about the benefits here. First off, if you have any really good swine up that you haven't evolved you might want to hold on to them because there's good odds that like togepi before it its cost is going to be reduced from 50 to 25 for its evolution and then you know mammoth swine is going to be 100 so kind of cancels it out the big talk though is what mammoth swine's exclusive move is going to be there's no files for it no one knows what it's going to be they can't just recycle another one because it's not the right type it wouldn't make any sense some possible options, though, it could be Ancient Power, and boy, would that be disappointing. It's a bummer <laughs> of a move. For those who don't know, Ancient Power just is pretty bad. We don't like it. But the reason it's an option is because in the main games, in order for Pillow Swine to evolve, he doesn't need a stone. He just needs to know Ancient Power and then level up. Same and with Yanma, right? Yes. Yanma as well. Yanma into so, Yanmega. Yanmega, yeah. So that would be... Really disappointing, but I could see it happening because, you know, it makes sense. Because it would be disappointing? <laughs> well, no, because it makes sense. It's, you know, at least it's thematic. Yeah. You know, it yeah. makes more sense than the evolutions keeping takedown for EV Community Day. Oh, Last that's Resort? Not, oh, let's oh not my God, that. Yes. Oh, yeah, Last Resort. There you go. It's so bad. You don't even remember it. You don't remember the name. We blacked it <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Another option could be they could add Icicle Crash to the game. There's no files for it, no clue what it could be. It could be a fast move or it could be a charged move. Either way, it's an open spot. And if it was added, it could potentially make him an even better ice type attacker, which is kind of ironic because he's already the best. And then this is the one that I really hope doesn't happen. Knowing Niantic, it possibly could. They could make Avalanche Legacy and that would upset a lot of people but it's possible you know it's just i'm just throwing it out there for those who don't know mamoswine was data mined to have avalanche in its move pool back you know when the information was added to the game if he couldn't get avalanche outside of this community day well <laughs> the backlash would be bad but niantic is 
not had the forethought in the past for some things. And lastly, it could be like Tyranitar and it could learn a new fast move instead, like Mudshot for ground or Frostwrath for ice. And both of them would be very small damage increases over what it would otherwise learn. So it makes it a good candidate for Community Day. I'm hoping for the ice moves. Yeah, every, everyone is. Everyone is. That makes it worth it. I think Ancient Power would just be sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I really yeah. I really want there to be something amazing about this event. So even people that are not excited about Swine Up being the choice like yourself, I mean, I, I want there to be something that you can get super jazzed about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. Regardless of what he learns, as long as Avalanche isn't made legacy, Mammal Swine is going to be a monster of an ice type. And if we do get Rayquaza as our next tier of raid bosses... He's going to be very helpful. Yeah, you want to have at least six because apparently people were saying that with six Mammoth Swine, you should be able to solo Rayquaza, or at least that's, that's going crazy. to be like and I, a thing that people could do. I don't know if that's going to be like the whole, you know, you're shaving half seconds off by like glitching out your party and doing stuff like that, but or if it's going to be handily done like people that are soloing attack Deoxys or what have you, but it's definitely worth grabbing at least six of these. So farm those Sinistones now if you haven't, in addition to the five you'll get on the day. Great. Okay. Well, that's it for all the, p- the pillow swine, swine, uh, mammoth pig talk. Pig, pig talk's oh, over. Pig talk. There you go. It's time for duck talk. It's Pokalore. Wow. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. Tell me about ducks. Yes. So this week we're going to do Psyduck and Golduck, which are the duck Pokemon. Kind of shouting out to the Safari Zone event that's happening right now and the shiny blue duck that you can find via duck hunting outside. So Psyduck is a yellow Pokemon that resembles a duck or bipedal platypus. Three tufts of black hair grow on the top of its head and it has a wide, flat, cream-colored beak and vacant eyes. Its legs, (laughs) arms, and tail are stubby and webbed feet are cream-colored. There are three claws on both of its hands. Just dead eyes. <laughs> this, I, I, this entire time we we're just thinking about the eyes, just looking in different directions and it holding its head. Yeah, awful. <laughs> Psyduck is constantly stunned by its headache and is unable to think very clearly. It usually stands immobile trying to calm its headache. However, when its headache becomes too severe, it releases tension in the form of strong psychic powers. The use of these powers produces brainwaves identical to those seen in sleepers, and the Pokemon is unable to recall these episodes. So he blacks out in his psychic powers, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's fun in the anime when Misty throws him oh, in. Oh, it's fantastic. And no, he actually Misty, does good Misty things. Misty thro- never throws Psyduck No, he, he throws himself Psyduck in. Psyduck just shows out. up. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's cool when his headache actually kicks in and he has like the super psychic powers, though. Yeah. That's neat. I'll give him that. But then we'll go on to Golduck, his evolution. Golduck is a blue bipedal duck-like Pokemon. It has red eyes, a cream-colored beak, and four spikes on the back of its head. There is a small red gem on its forehead, and it has webbed hands and feet, which it uses to swim in rivers and lakes. Its body is especially adapted to have hydrodynamic shape, and it has a long tail that it uses as a rudder to steer. Golduck is a fast swimmer outswimming even the most athletic of humans because of its webbed hands and feet. And it's a huge duck. Yes, it's also <laughs> made for water. Yeah. Even rough seas do not hamper this Pokemon's swimming abilities, and it will sometimes rescue people from shipwrecks. 
Well, that's nice. Wow. The gem on its forehead, it glows when it uses its psychic powers and occasionally when it swims at full speed. As shown in the manga, it has the ability to give knowledge to its trainer and to fellow Pokemon through telepathy. Isn't it based off of the Kappa? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What legend is that? What what culture is that from? Is that a Japanese legend? It's Japanese. Yeah, it's Japanese. Yeah, like the because I I also remember the Yu-Gi-Oh card Psychic Kappa. Golduck is sometimes mistaken for the Japanese monster and physical inspiration for Golduck, the Kappa, due to its bluish color, general body shape, and webbed hands and feet. So yes, Japanese. If I remember correctly, Kappas are not nice. They uh they drown people. Oh. I don't think, isn't it kids? Isn't it mostly kids? Like kids that leave the house at night or something like that? Hmm. I feel like all these monster <laughs> stories are almost always like, watch out. But especially if you're a kid that doesn't listen to your parents, you, be- you better watch out I'm trying twice. To, the information I'm seeing on the Wikipedia page is not helpful. The Kappa are known to favor cucumbers and love to engage in sumo <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Like how specific. So there's that. that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's some child stealing lore somewhere in there. Drinking their blood, eating their livers, or gaining power by taking a mythical wall said to contain the soul. Yeah, so it's in there. God, It'll okay. come after you. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, well nice. so, I mean, that's terrifying in the legend, but how terrifying is Golduck in the meta? Not really. So its max CP is 2450. Attack is 191, which puts it... At 148 out of 516. Defense is 162, which is rank 176 out of 516. Stamina is 190, which puts it at rank 118 out of 516. So Maybe he's not blue by choice. Maybe he's just blue because he's sad that he's not that great. He's basically described as the poor man's Vaporeon. So really? he, he has the typical moves of Water Gun and Hydro Pump, which we see in a lot of water attackers. But he also can have the like Confusion Hydro Pump combination. He could have Confusion Ice Beam and Confusion Psychic, all of which aren't great because other Pokemon that are more meta attackers and defenders have those combinations too. So there's really not much exciting about Golduck and Psyduck. there's no place for you. So... He's just kind of outclassed by everything, but he's, you know, he's there. <laughs> you know. Great. Well, thanks, yeah. Golduck. Hey, <laughs> he's, he's you great, know what the upside but... is about all this? What? Psyduck is shiny. You can get him this weekend. He so can be I, blue. I hope you do. Yeah, he's blue. That's the best part. Yes. Right. It's like he's trying to be Golduck already, but he's not quite there. And we recommend that you don't evolve him because he's just more blue as a shiny Golduck. Evolve one because you know you want one. But if you get like no. a haul of shiny Psyduck, just keep them. You just get keep them close ducks. to the vest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just collect a bunch of ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's move on to the Pokepole. All right. So last week's question, if you were a current Pokemon, who would you be? Ask your friends and ask around, see if they agree. Kyle owes us an answer from last week. Yeah, Kyle, you didn't answer us. So what'd you get? Apparently, I have found out that I am why not. Really? That's That's what I was described as. And... I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. And then I read the the description in the game, and is why not can always be seen with a big happy smile on its face. Look at its tail to determine if it's angry. When angered, <laughs> this Pokemon will slap the ground with its tail. So I was like, okay, yeah, that, that, secret you know. anger. Yeah, with people who know me in real life, I'm usually, I'm usually pretty calm, and you know. Happy but you have a tell somewhere. When, yeah, when I'm angry. You can tell when he's angry because he slaps his tail on the ground. <laughs> just like, why not? 
it's because you work in retail right now, Kyle, that you can keep yeah. a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. But everybody has their, their quiet behind the scenes tell of how you can tell they're actually really angry. We've all been there. Thunderline says, before dating my current girlfriend, we were working together in a department store and I used to love scaring her. She's very jumpy. <laughs> Great. This one time I hid in the stack room getting ready to jump out as normal, but I was moving some boxes to make room for the perfect scare. I had knocked over a shelf and it collapsed on top of me. The shelf was stacked with pots of paint and many of them popped open, emptying and covering me head to toe. After trying to clean up as much as possible, the door to the stock room flung open and all of my colleagues, plus my girlfriend, rushed in to see me slipping on the floor, covered in more colors than you can imagine. From that day on, I was known as Shiny Muck. That's... (laughs) I feel like that's something that you only see in... Like comedies. Yeah. Like that situation. I, I sent him an email back and I was like, hey, that's a really great story. I'm really happy that nobody got hurt. Yeah. Like, because that yeah, just sounds having a bunch like, of paint fall on you. That yeah, hurt. that sounds awful. Crazy. Yeah. Michelle says, I am an English teacher in Japan. I have loved bonding with my students over the love of Pokemon. But this year, as I introduced myself to my class of 13 to 14 year olds, I was asked what Pokemon I thought I looked like. I knew then the student was up to no good and I refused to answer, but said that I loved Eevee. The student then told me that I looked like Snorlax. (laughs) This led to a couple of months of relentlessly being called Snorlax everywhere, the classroom, the hall, and even at the bus stop heading home. Not a good time. That being said, I have a new dislike for Snorlax. That's fair. I love Eevee and I feel that I have all the potential as Eevee does. Personally wise, Serena's shy Eevee reflects me so perfectly. I wish all the shiny luck to you and all. So here's the thing. I understand that that's not the most flattering Pokemon to be compared with, but consider this. Everybody loves Snorlax. Yeah, there's nobody (laughs) that doesn't like Snorlax. I I know a lot of people that are actually like fanatically into Snorlax. I I have a Snorlax Plushy. Well, it's Plushy. Ditto as Snorlax, well, but I still ditto. love it. Yeah. <laughs> In spirit. Is, even Ditto wants to be Snorlax. Let's see. Rob says Squirtle. Johnny H. Smith says the Pokemon I would be if I was a Pokemon is Ursaring. I've been told that I'm just a big bear or a teddy bear, and I'm pretty sure that if I got hungry enough, I might snap a tree in half to get food. <laughs> I was going to say beware, beware, but my hugs yeah. don't kill people. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a new one yep. that yep. I need to look yep. into. That is, yep. No, but beware is actually kind of terrifying. It looks like a giant gummy bear, though. Yeah, it does. Which is a bit disappointing. Oh, okay. Natsu says, current as an already existing Typhlosion. Current as in Gen 7, Incineroar. That's cool. Yeah. Chris Poopa says Lucario. Pidgeygrabba says Spiro. Lured up, Ken says Machamp. Adam says Delibird. And Melissa says Coughing. Interesting interesting yeah. pokemon i feel like a lot of people are just like ready to go yeah. with a lot of these like we've thought about this it's as not necessarily your, your favorite yeah but it's, it's who you are it's something like which pokemon do you identify as mm-hmm. yeah and i know i said nine tails alola nine tails last time and rob posted in our discord that one of the pokedex entries i think said that alola nine tails covers itself with its tails as blankets yes. and i was like wow that really is me it's perfect i have blankets everywhere in our house it's I've, true i've heated blankets in all of my favorite places yep so you will not find me without a blanket most of the time if you're cold you can just there's probably something in arm's reach to help you fix that problem yes by design mm-hmm. it's a survival tactic yep yep so this week's poll: what category or categories of pokemon should be represented in the next pvp tournament cup so we really recently saw the boulder cup come through the Silk Road tournament arenas. What do you guys think will be the next ones, Chris? 
So just to review, if you guys at home don't know uh, what the Boulder Cup is, it's a Sylph Road which is a kind of like a pseudo social analysis group online for Pokemon Go. It's not partnered with Niantic in any way, although they work with Niantic for during a lot of events and stuff like that. And, you know, they get shout outs. So it's not like they don't know that each other exists or what have you. But just so you know, it's not from Niantic, but they're doing these really cool things this year, starting this year and it started this month in January. Uh, the first one was called Boulder Cup, and you can go and sign up for these events and stuff like that. We'll have links in the description for you so you guys can find out more about this on your own and see what's around you. But here's the gist. It was going to be 1,500 caps, so a great league, and you had to pick from three types that represented this Boulder Cup theme, and those types were rock, ground, and fighting. Dual types are allowed, so it's exciting to see things like Breloom, because it has a fighting and grass subtype, so that's pretty cool. So the question we're asking is, based on that, what do you think next month is going to be? So I'll go first, just kind of set an example. Yes, please. So, I mean, if we're going to do Boulder Cup, and the Boulder badge was the first badge in the first series of games, Mm -hmm. then logically for me, the next one would be Cascade. So it'd be Cascade Cup. And probably would have to represent, I'm assuming, three types again. I'm going to go ahead and say water, ice, and psychic. Interesting. Why those three? Well, water and ice are pretty close to each other. Okay. And yeah, I, get those. Uh, I mean, I'm just literally thinking of moves that like a Starmie could use because Starmie is kind of like the de facto Misty Pokemon. And mm-hmm. to me, that represents the Cascade badge is Misty, right? And her team. Starmie can use some psychic moves, it can use water moves and ice moves. Okay. So that's what I'm about. Okay. Interesting. Kyle? I'm, I'm side-eyeing Chris right now because that was that, that was, was my answer. answer that I had prepared. Not oh, really? the Cascade. I was going to call it the, like, the, the title cop or something. But okay. You, you've stolen it. So I'm do you so wanna, sorry. Do you want to go ahead, Ness? And I'm going to think about it for a second. So for some reason, I can't formulate this in Pokemon terms. So as soon as I heard Boulder Cup, I thought of Mario Kart. Which doesn't have a boulder cup. They have like a mushroom cup and a ra- they just call everything the cup. Mm-hmm. You know, they're four levels. Yeah, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the way I see it for some reason. So it has nothing to do with Pokemon. But I think, Chris, your answer is probably the most logical that it's going in order of badges, at least from the original region. But well, let's say they took a departure from that and they didn't do that at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then then what? Because maybe Boulder wasn't anything to do with Boulder bad. Maybe they were just like, yeah, Boulders are giant rocks and mm-hmm. that's a thing that's cool. I don't think there's any connection to like the season. So I'm not going to say it's anything wintry. Um, I don't know. Maybe they would do like grass poison mm-hmm. just because, you know, that's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. What would the of third item that goes Boulder. to grass and poison be, do you think? Grass, poison. Maybe dark? No. Bug. Bug. Oh, yeah, I guess that is because that is the logical option. Uh Apparently, I don't have any originality either because that was literally what I arrived at. Well, okay. But then I didn't want to interrupt Ness. Well, I was thinking like, you know, rock, paper, scissors Uh, phenomenon where you're just kind of jumping Uh, to whatever can beat the other one. So instead of... Yeah, you, you know, can, ground rock fighting. I mean, you do they do they have to be grass? like in a triangle like that? I mean, they don't no. really because it's, rock, ground, and fighting don't. They're not like some of our super. Some of them are super effective to the other, but they're not like one beats one beats one beats the other. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think your best bets are either water or grass type, like in that direction. So right, a side an adjacent idea like that would be like a forestry cup, and it would be like 
be grass, flying, and bug. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's what a good I was interesting. Thinking. Okay, so kind of like you know, you you walk into Viridian Forest. It's a lot mm-hmm. of this. You know, a lot of stuff there is kind of the hey, same area. That'd be cool. So. The Viridian Cup. That'd yeah, be a good go. one. There you go. So hey. th- think about hey. the interesting like spawns that happen in Viridian Forest. So you could have, yeah, bug. There's tons of you bugs. Yeah, Pikachu's. Those you are could in have there an too. electric type this because Pikachu is there and kind of featured there as a spawn. Uh-huh. And then probably just grass to round it out because it makes the most you sense. Get Bulbasaur, you get Kakuna, Caterpie, uh, Metapods in there. Pikachu. Yeah, well, I mean, both you. of those bug lines. Yeah, and that's uh-huh. it. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much would be it. That makes a lot of sense. Pidgeys in there, too. That's a cool one. Mm-hmm. They could have the moon cup, and they could have rock come back and then do fairy type. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, like maybe poison like to represent, that. like... Interesting. You know, a, a, there's a ton of really cool things that yeah. they could do. So yeah. That could yeah. also have, like, dragon in it instead, you know, yeah. rock, fairy, dragon. Mm. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I feel like that would be the last one. Dragon is always last in everything. Yeah, yeah, it kind of I mean, is. But... Yeah, fairy dragon are kind of go hand in hand now. Did you so... know that dragon is super effective against dragon? Yes. Crazy. I did me. know that. Absolutely well, I mean, up me. until fairy was announced, it was the only thing that was super effective besides ice. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was, it was a bad time. So let us know what category or categories of Pokemon you think should be represented in the next PvP Tournament Cup. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to post that question on Facebook, Twitter, on our Discord if you're a patron. Um, or you can just email us your response to mail at gocastpodcast.com. All right. I've in, I've invoked the email. That means it's email time. Email. email. Uh, I love you guys. All right. <laughs> so the first email is from Thunderlion. All right. Thunderlion. This is a great one. Hi, GoCasters. My question to you all is, if you lived in the world of Pokemon, what six Pokemon would you have? Mm-hmm. And what region would you choose to adventure around? No legendaries, and your six are not limited to the region you're adventuring in, but shiny versions are okay. So each of us have preemptively designed a team based off of, you know, all the generations that are available. So some of these may not be familiar to you. Why don't we go one at a time? We'll each share what our team is. I don't think we need to fit with a theme, right? This is just like if we were a trainer in a world, where would we adventure by choice? Mm -hmm. And if we had access to every Pokemon, what would our team be? Yeah. Right? All right, cool. So... Ness, you want to go first? Yeah. All right. So no surprise for me, I would be in the uh, Kanto region, just because I'm Gen 1 or die. So would you I... even need a map anymore? Could no. You, you have it done by heart. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm good. Okay. All right. Sweet. I don't know. I I just, the nostalgia is big for me. So I'm going to I'm gonna stay in Kanto. Um, so my Pokemon, though, are not all from Gen 1. I have Alola Ninetales, obviously, <laughs> because I need it. And then I have a Whalmer because I love Whalmers and they make me happy. And okay. it's good to have a water type that I could like go surfing on and stuff. It's good to have a Pokemon that's not fully evolved because it makes you more relatable in the anime. I also just love Whalemore because <laughs> he's big and round. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, like, don't get me wrong. This entire team is just because I like them. There's really no <laughs> effectiveness to it other than I like them. Love it. So next is Slowking because he just researches all day so he can learn things. So he'd be a very intelligent conversation partner. And if I ever didn't want to really? talk to him, I the- would just... I would just take his shell off of his head because he forgets everything. In the movie, uh-huh. in the movie, I don't know. He's he, like, welcome, children. No, he says things like he's staying there in the snow and he's like, why don't I have any pants on? He's no, not really that intelligent. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He says, he's like, I wish I was wearing pants. Something like that. I mean, it was cold outside. I feel like that's a logical conclusion for him yeah, to come to. I mean, to. if you weren't you wearing would. pants... He's just constantly coming to new ideas and researching conclusions, have, and I think that's great. 
great. Have you seen, uh, so speaking of the shell on his head and all the things you just described, so Slowbro has a just on his yes. tail, right? Uh-huh. Have you seen Mega Slowbro no. before? <laughs> I'll look it up. All right. You, you look up Mega Slowbro really it's quick. Fantastic. We'll wait. This is worth Mega it. Mega Slowbro. <laughs> <laughs> I love the picture they took because they show in her collage on the side there. It was like the full body shot of slow of Mega Slowbro, and then there was just one really close up of his eyes. And he looks like he doesn't. Anyway, oh, okay. yeah. So for those of you at home, because this is great audio content, we're looking at a picture, but it's Slowpoke is being eaten almost alive yeah. by this shell, and actually, it treats it like armor. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating you guys need to go take a look at it if you have no feet so he's spinning on his tail like a top Uh yes so slow king i didn't realize they said no legendaries so i had ho but i changed it to charizard because charizard is the original og and he just needs to be there he's the original original gangster he is (laughs) he's the most og of the ogs he's the most original og gangster yeah and you can fly around (laughs) on him and he's legit and then so I have next is Ludicolo because he just dances every time he hears cool music, which seems like it would be rad. Like, <laughs> it just always be jamming. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. If I'm ever feeling down, I pop out my Whalmer and my Ludicolo and have a good time. This Whalmer just rolls around and Ludicolo just shakes his maracas and you're, you're good. That sounds awesome. And then last but not least, also predictable on my end, Nose Pass. Also, like, I love Nose Pass. He's great. And Probopass would be awesome, but Nose Pass also always points north, so I can never get lost. He'd be a really great camping buddy slash guide because he always so faces being north. Resourceful with your Pokemon, I am. Here's the thing, though: I am. if you're gonna have a Pokemon battle with somebody and they just happen to be south of you, <laughs> then I don't use Nose Pass because he'd be like looking Nose the other Pass. Way. Trust me, man. Just back up about seven yeah. paces and slap him with right. your right hand, uh-huh. and that's it. And they're also magnetically, like, interchangeable with each other, so they can't, like, look at each other and stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff in that. Wow. But my whole party of Pokemon is just for pure joy. So <laughs> Good for you. Man, I'm okay. All right. Great. Modern science, let's make this happen for this girl over here, okay? All right. She, she needs a, her spherical, perfect spherical whale to roll around outside with, mm-hmm. and that's about it. All right, cool. Kyle, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. So, number one... It's Mega Gengar. Okay. Because it's not just Gengar, but it's Mega but it's Gengar. Mega Gengar. Of course, right. of course. And given the choice, it would be shiny because Mega Gengar is like a white pink, which is just fantastic. Ooh. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Unlike, Ooh, unlike, yeah. unlike regular shiny Mega uh, shiny Gengar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Next up is one we don't have in Go yet. It's Aegislash, who I originally thought was a really dumb Pokemon and is now like one of my favorites, just a sword and shield. What's there not to like? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Rotom Wash, which is another one that's not in Go, but it's coming because it's a Gen 4 Pokemon. They just haven't released it yet. And so Rotom is a ghost type Pokemon. I believe he's ghost electric and he can possess different appliances. And then that changes his typing and his moveset. Rotom Wash, he possesses a washing machine and he turns into an electric water type. And, like, I love that typing, and Rotom is just an awesome He possesses a washing machine? Yeah. Look him up. You see Rotom is like I'm a little bolt it of lightning. Up. I'm looking it up. Yeah. yeah. And then he has is five forms. Is one a refrigerator? Forms. Is he a yep. refrigerator in one of them? Wash, heat, fridge, fan, and I can't remember the last one. There's, like, but... a lawnmower. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Lawnmower. That's the last that's one. So stupid. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yep, it's, it's wonderful. Nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> um, so I can't wait to, for those to come to go because it's it's got to happen. Don't fail me, Niantic, please. Next up is we talked about him earlier. Garchomp. He's just a beast of a Pokemon. He's just he's my favorite, like pseudo legendary. Like we talked about Tyranitar and Dragonite. Next is uh, Ferrothorn. Who is not in the game yet? I don't think he's. I think he's Gen Five. So, but he's a Steel Grass. And one of my favorite things about him is that he has an ability in the main games that if you hit him with a physical move like Tackle, you lose an eighth of your health, just gone. He looks like a really angry Skippet. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. So he's a. Fun I'm looking mind. these up as you're saying them because I have no idea what they're. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love the last one, but we've talked about him. Okay. Last one is Chandelure. Oh uh, yeah. And I just, I've never used one in the main series games, but one day I'm going to, cause it's just fantastic. It's just, it's just a ghost chandelier. I have no idea how to spell these. So I'm just looking it up. I try to look up chandelier and I just got a whole bunch of crepes. <laughs> showing you results for what? What does it say? Uh, crepes. <laughs> wow. Okay. C-H-A-N-D-E and then lure. You must've meant crepes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great game for me. This is a great game for you. <laughs> I'm just trying to spell things and I'm coming up with random Google searches. <laughs> yeah, Chandelure is a great choice. Chandelure is an awesome Pokemon. Uh, it's one of those Pokemon that you're like, on paper, you're like, okay, whatever. Another yeah. Vanillite, am I right? But no, it's, it's no, actually no. really rad. Um, as for the region... You know, part of me wants to say Hoenn because like that's Gen three, and I love I love the place, but it's also like seventy percent water. I personally would not want to be there. For me, it's going to be Kalos, which is Gen six for X and Y, and it's based on France, so it's got the big oh. central town that's supposed to be Paris, and it's it's just a really really nicely designed game. Interesting. All right. Okay. Ready? Yes. Here's my team. Yeah. Ready to start googling. The first Let's go. choice is obvious my front man caesar he's gonna okay. show up yeah. bada boom bada bam snip at him oh. be generally pretty awesome okay and then die in two hits and then move on to the rest of my team all right second up typhlosion my boy my okay. man he was my starter because i'm journeying in johto because it's the greatest region there is just saying you can disagree with me. It's okay to be wrong. Third Whoa. Pokemon, Crobat. <laughs> because, man, what? Boy, I did not love Crobat. I used to hate the Zubat line in general until this most recent playthrough of Sun and Moon. And my goodness, Crobat has saved my butt more times than I can count. And I have a newfound appreciation for Crobat. Very cool Pokemon. Fourth up is Lucario. Nothing crazy there. Lucario is just a good choice, I think. Yeah, just generally speaking. Good type coverage, the whole thing. Fifth is Garchomp, because who doesn't love Garchomp? He's yeah, cool. That's right. He's like a big old shark, but he's, uh, he's standing up. Not a shark at all. He's dragon. Mm-hmm. And then number six, just to round it out for both utility and just kind of like comfort. This is kind of like the comfort food of Pokemon. Lapras. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I really, okay. I do like Lapras. Because I was thinking about, I was thinking to myself, if I'm going to be in Johto, one of the big things that happens in Johto is you have to, you have to surf to that cave that Lugia is in. Mm-hmm. And if I want any chance of getting there, because it needs to be a Pokemon that can navigate whirlpools, because remember there was whirlpools going on in that game and stuff like that. Gotta have a Lapras. Sounds good to me. 
that's pretty much it. So uh, Thunderline, okay. I hope that these answers were sufficient because we put a lot of thought, love, and time into these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next email is from Corey. Ness, you want to read this one? Yeah. Hi, Chris, Ness, and Kyle. Are Groudon and Kyogres always hard to catch in raids? Ran through a few raids this past weekend and had a very difficult time catching them. I went a combined two for ten. What is your experience with these legendary beasts? Well, I I don't think I had any huge issues with Groudon and Kyogre. I was okay, but I know a lot of other people were really struggling to catch them. I think when you and I went in into our first Groudon raid, Chris and I... Yeah, it ran from me. It ran from you. Yeah, yeah. that was upsetting. And me I too. got a critical catch on, like, the second ball. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I've been okay with the legendaries, but I know historically they're super hard. Yeah, I mean, these ones aren't the easiest, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that their catch rate is any more obscene than like the Reggies yeah. were actually a really low really catch hard. rate. So yeah. I did look it up just to confirm Groudon and Kyogre are still at the base 1% catch rate before mm. modifiers. So mm. still feels bad because with all the ups and extras, the best thing you can do, it's still only like 15% chance. Yeah. Yeah. So I've definitely had trouble catching them. I think I'm... Um, I'm at like about 50% catch rate, maybe like 60, which is feels pretty bad. But Groudon is simultaneously hard to catch and also the easiest Pokemon in the game to catch. He's got a big circle. He's huge and he can't dodge side to side. He's mm-hmm. always right. going to be smack dab in the center. Yeah. So. You're right. And his attack animation is quick and super telegraphed. So mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to to figure that out one mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, so. it's not just you, Corey. They're they're pretty hard to nail down. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for the email. Uh, the next one's from Timothy. Kyle, I got this one. Timothy said, hey, love your podcast. I listen while walking the indoor track at the gym. Plus, I get steps using Adventure Sync. There you go. So I'm going to Disney World from February 19th to the 24th. 24th of February is my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday. Yeah. I was wondering if any of you have been to Disney World and played Pokemon Go there. If so, is it great for Pokestops slash gyms? Also, if none of you have been to Disney and played Pokemon Go, I'll let you know how good it is. Wish me luck. I have feelings about that one. Why? What do you mean? I mean, the, the, the simple answer is, is actually, yeah, the Pokemon Go in Disney World is supposed to be amazing. Mm-hmm. All um, the cell service. It's, yeah, it's, it's filled up with stops. It's filled up with gyms. I know that one of the brothers from Pokemon Go Radio just went and played there and reported that it was amazing, that it was fantastic. I've heard other people say the same. I've mm-hmm. been to Disney World a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I've never been there to play Pokemon Go, but I could definitely see why it would be amazing because yeah. it's literally just filled with man-made monuments of things that mm-hmm. would be easily taggable there's, in this game. You know, there's probably a, a hundred plus stops. Oh, and any given park, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now is probably the best time to go in the next couple of months because they're not hurricane season. Once you get into summer fall ish in florida over there it's yeah pretty rainy all the time which would not be great for Ness is convinced that the state of florida is actually just a homicidal maniac in disguise as a state florida and i do not get along yeah i am going to try and stay out of florida as long as possible yeah so personally but i can see why it would be a really great place for pogo i'll just go to disneyland instead how many times have you been to florida like 10 how many times have you almost died in florida like 10 hmm yeah, every time I go to Florida, bad things. <laughs> Counterpoint. Say Florida's out to get you. Mm-hmm. 
But in about four days' time, it's going to be negative 20 here in the Midwest with wind chills of up to negative 50. Look, so I can deal with that. I feel like that. the Midwest is doing its best no. to try. Hey, that's Pokemon catching weather, I man. love winter. But when you're in Florida and it's like 99% humidity and 90 degrees outside, you can't breathe. There's hurricanes and tornadoes everywhere. That's true. You, you do. You drown by going outside for a walk. It's, it's pretty I've awful. been there and it's flooded while I was in Disney World where there were like two feet of water in the park, got locked out of our apartment with a pizza in the oven, almost set it on fire, went into a coma for like three days once. Mm. Like, it's just... So to contrast that, I've been to Florida, I think, four or five times. Uh, I've been to Disney World three times, and I never had any of these issues. I think the worst thing yeah. I ever dealt with was sunburn. I wow. actually have had worse luck in Wisconsin really? with storms wow. than Florida. Okay. I don't know, man. I think it'll be great, Timothy. It I will think be. you'll have a fantastic time and it'll be a really great place to go. I'll just never join you there. Yeah. So watch out for the world <laughs> opening up from underneath you and swallowing you whole because Florida is a cursed place. Only but when I'm there. In the meantime, we'll make sure Nest stays here so you can be safe. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. So the next one is actually a, a shout out to Gym Leader Mario, who we haven't heard from in a while. But if you listen to the show, you know that he used to email all the time. He hatched 80 eggs last week, Whoa. 76 the week before, finally hatched wow. a Riolu, and then used his rare candy and snagged his first Lucario. So shout out to you. Good for you, Mario. Congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really awesome. This next question is from Lindsay. She says, hey, can you all explain what it means to have a level 100 Pokemon and how you can tell? So this question kind of struck me. Well, it took me by surprise. Let me just say that from the beginning, because I, I haven't thought about this being a potential miscommunication, but I could see where the misgiving might be, right? So in the main series games, you can level up your Pokemon from level 1 to 100. And level 100 is the maximum level that they can be. Now in Pokemon Go, your trainer level can be 40, and the maximum level of your Pokemon can also be 40. Now, how can you tell? is actually kind of a, a weird question because there is nothing in game that will tell you exactly what the level is, but each power up doesn't actually give you a level. It gives you a half a level. So you don't go from 29 to 30, you go to 29.5 and then up to 30 again, but you can kind of get an idea of where that Pokemon is in the level spectrum based on how far along in the arc around its model in the summary screen, how far along it is. So you'll notice that maxed out ones always have all the way to the right and level ones like CP 10 through 13 are always all the way to the left. And that's why. Just something to add in case you are confused and you're hearing people talk about, you know, catching hundos or hundred percents or stuff like that. They aren't referring to the level. They are referring to the IV, which we've gone into more detail in previous episodes, but they're two completely separate things. Right. Yeah, I know. I've, I think I've heard a lot of people in the past talk about IVs as levels. Like, I have a level 96 this, I have a level whatever, whatever. And in casual conversation, nobody, unless you're a stickler for that sort of thing, is going to be like, no, you mean IV this. Like, you know, people, we understand exactly what you're talking about. But just so you know, for technicality, if somebody's asking about a level 100 Pokemon and you have to make a, you know, a distinction between the two, level 40 is the max of Pokemon Go, level 100 is every other game. And basically, the maximum level that you can have of any Pokemon is tied to your trainer level. Weird thing is, though, that actually you can get to level 40 with your Pokemon through power-ups, max all the way up, as soon as you hit level 38. It lets you level them up to level 40. Okay. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thanks for the question, Lindsay. I'm sure lots of people were also like wondering the same thing. Sometimes you just need to, you know, ask the specific question to get <laughs> some of these weird like gray area answers. 
For the next email, Nancy, want to get that one to read? Yep. So this one is from Cloudy M. Hello, all. I just wanted to get your opinions on the future of esports in Pokemon Go, and if you believe it's possible to reach the big stage. That being said, do you believe esports teams will look towards Pokemon Go as a serious esports title to sponsor players, or just another casual title? Interesting question. Mm. I haven't even thought about that. How do you feel about this one, Chris? Both Chris and I are big esports guys. Yeah, I've been fo- yeah. follow esports, and mm-hmm. you know. So one of the things that we talked about. Oh, by the way, this is a good as good a time as any. Hey, if you guys have never listened to Lured Up before, you should go listen to their podcast. I was on the past episode, but we had a conversation about some of the latest funding that Niantic went through. We we don't really cover this stuff on our show that often, but some of the things they got were from two particular companies that are interesting in the esports scene. The first is Axiomatic which is the umbrella company that owns Team Liquid, which is probably the name that you guys would recognize. They have esports. They're my favorite mm-hmm. esports team. Mm-hmm. They have teams in League of Legends, you know, CSGO, Dota. They're all over the place. They're one of those conglomerates, right? The other one was Samsung, and they were giving them money to help them develop handsets and stuff like that. But Samsung also sponsors a, a slew of yeah, of, of esports teams. So the money is getting there. The presence is getting there. Now, the big question is... And I think that's what this email is getting to. Is this game even interesting in a competitive sense? Like, can this be a spectator sport? Because, yeah, it's simplistic. But, you know, it, at the same time, it's it's kind of thrilling. You know what I mean? When you're playing with somebody else. But that doesn't mean you want to watch somebody else do it. Yeah, I don't think it's enough right now to do that. Because PvP, the battles are just so short. There isn't much other than, you know, click and play at this point in time. Right. Like there's a little bit of strategy to it, but not enough where I feel like it would be a really great spectator event. I, mean, I think it would be interesting. I think it needs I think it needs something a little bit more. Yes. Um, I think what it needs is for them to have some really cool way of while these two people are maybe staying on a stage and they have cores plugged into their phone that pass this data to a bigger screen mm-hmm. that would then render a more interesting battle landscape with models that are better, more outfitted that don't just look like they're slapping each other really fast and stuff like that. Well, I mean, they were going to get into AR. So maybe if they did something like that, where it was kind of a, an immersive play experience, that would be a little bit more interesting, but still in the current model with PVP, I would not sit down and watch it for more than 10 minutes. So, okay. Interesting thing you said about that, right? Mm -hmm. So what if you went into an arena and I'm jazzed up about this because I went to an esports fighting game tournament this past summer but what if you were packed into an arena and there's this big like open stadium in the middle mm-hmm. and everybody before you walk in you know you get these glasses that you can wear mm-hmm. um that you have to rent and stuff like that kind of like the the nicer quality 3d glasses at any sort of movie theater that you have to return at the end or what have you mm-hmm. it's a headset that you put on and what it does is it like these two trainers would walk up and stuff like that. They have their phones and they're plugged in or what have you, but it feeds this information of their models of the Pokemon that's currently out for them is in front of them from your headset. Like you can see that. Mm-hmm. No, none of the animations are different. They're all the same that they are in the game. Is that more compelling to you or is that still boring? It's still boring right now. I think it would need a little bit more. Yeah. I just going to be negative again because that's kind of, kind of my thing. role sometimes. <laughs> You know, the answer to the question, no, I don't even think remotely it has any hope at all. Like, you know, you can you can look at the giants in the room, you League of Legends, Dota 2 and CSGO. I mean, even Starcraft, which is an mm-hmm. amazing, huge game is I don't I don't like to say because it, it gets a lot of people mad is dead. It's still very active in some circles, but comparatively it's dead. 
I played another phone game for a, a long time, recently stopped, called Summoner's War, that is now trying to get into PvP as well, esports PvP. There's too much competition with too much depth to, to even hope to compete. And it's just, it's not interesting to watch. That's, that's the biggest thing. Forget any strategy, anything else, because strategy is still there. It's just boring to watch. I think it would be cool just as like an expo demo sort of thing where, you know, you could jump into a virtual reality booth and face off with somebody. But that would only be great for people to be interacting with it. So jumping in and out as a video game experience. But I don't think it would be good to watch. Like you said, it would be boring, but it would be fun to interact with that if they were able to come up with the the open AR arenas. That would be cool. But I don't, yeah, I don't think it would be a full eSport league. I mean, again, if they were able to have it generate some way where like they're not just staying there slapping each other stationary, but they're moving around and doing things and using moves and stuff like that. I mean, that's asking a lot, Mm -hmm. but that's what it would take for it to be visually engaging for me in that way. That would be an awesome display of tech. It wouldn't make the event more interesting. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. But it could be anything. And I'd probably be saying that, especially when you realize that, you know, the main series Pokemon games have a competitive scene. They have an esports scene. It's not enormous, but it's a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of hard if you're going to talk about being an esports Pokemon, not looking at that, where you know you have 5,000 more layers to compete with. Right, right. I look forward to them improving on what we have, but I hope they don't improve with that in mind because that's a recipe for disaster. Sure. Hey, okay. Well, thanks for the email, uh, Cloudy. That's quite an interesting topic. I, you know, we're all kind of excited to see where it might go. It's literally just all speculation right now. So, what are you going to do? Anyway, that's the end of the emails there. Uh, so, before we get out of here, a couple of things we got to do. Just a re- quick little reminder that you guys should leave us a review in iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you guys listen to us, because it's a really great, quick, and easy way to help out the show. Many thanks to those of you that have done that. Thank you so much for the kind words. We really appreciate it. Some other stuff, if you guys would like to send us an email, send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com or visit our website, gocastpodcast.com. Go to the Contact Us tab and shoot us an email through that easy form right there. You can follow us on Twitter, at GoCastPodcast. Like us on Facebook, just search for GoCastPodcast. And if you'd like to help support this show and join our family of patrons that we've got growing on our Discord, please go ahead and visit Patreon.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. Okay, guys, it's the end of the show, so you know what that means. It means it's goal time. Mm. Ness, you always go first, so Kyle, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I've got one major goal for this week. It's not really a major goal. It's more like a minor goal. Okay. To make, make it to level 38 because I failed last week. And I'm going to step back that 50 kilometers for 25 kilometers because I found out this week that because I stand on my feet for seven and a half hours doing the elliptical before I go to work or when I get home was not the best every day. Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll wreck your legs real fast. I'm probably not going to play Pokemon Go much this week. I'm going to be honest. The weather is about to hit us really hard. We're going to get 10 inches of snow in the next two days. No. And then by the midweek, it's going to be negative 20. Like I said earlier, with the wind chill of negative 50. So I'm going to be trying to survive. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to put put survive down. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to put that down just for you, though, because I don't want to, you know, guilt anybody else or pressure them into also surviving as one of their goals in case you have other plans. Uh, Ness. I'm going to go with 
300,000 XP. Okay. We're all in the same boat. We all live in Chicago here. So it's not going to be too much raiding going on, I feel like. Nope. Nope. Uh, not going near those raids. <laughs> I don't know what other goals to have. Hash some eggs, maybe? I don't know. The problem is that even when I'm on the train, it doesn't pick up. So I don't really actually. Do you have get... a stockpile of Sinnoh stones ready for community day? I have one. Okay. Uh, you I guess get some PVPs. More? PVPs yeah. are going to be the way to go. Okay. okay. Oh, so I'm going to yeah, try and one. get five Sinnoh stones stocked up for community day and then do at least 50 PVP battles this week. Okay. That's good indoor activities. Alrighty. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, my goal is actually going to be get that shiny Groudon because on Monday I'm hanging out with friend of the show, Terry Wolf, and we're going to be doing some raids. That's right. Oh. Um, even with be, the snow. Be practicing for, for 500 raids summer. Yeah, yes. I really am. So we're going to get geared okay. up and go out there and, you know, do some raids and stuff like that. Yeah. I think raiding with a hardcore group of raiders like that is going to be the only way that I'm going to be able to make it through 500 raids of summer successfully. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be really, really fun. So Shining Groudon is a big goal for me this week. I'm going to participate in a Boulder Cup tournament Monday as well. You're busy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Busy this week. And I think that's going to be it. I'm going to come back and talk about my experience in the Boulder Cup because none of us have done a PvP event yet. And I meant to do it a couple of times this month previous, but I think both times were either first time we couldn't make it. I think second time it got snowed out. So Mm -hmm. we know this one is happening on Monday regardless because they're like, we're going to do it. Even if there's a million inches of snow, we're going to do it anyway. So I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Well, they might get their wish anyways. (laughs) Yeah, they might. Uh, So I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'll bring back some fun stories about PvP and stuff. It'll be... It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And I think that does it for us. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Stay warm. If you're in a warm place, stay get out cool. And play. Yeah. Stay cool. Hey. <laughs> hey. Finger guns. Stay cool. Um, oh, but boy. no, get out and play because the rest of us can't because we're sewed in our houses and uh, the food's running out. So <laughs> keep us in your hearts and minds. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Chewing around over there, punch the ceiling. Just leap! Straight up, where's your vert? Come on!